Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast, NFL Week 7 edition. Um, our fantasy episode should be up by now, so go ahead and check that out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's YouTube exclusive. Um, we've been getting a lot of traction on that. Uh, our plays are starting to hit a little bit more, Frank. We're starting to settle in just like our fantasy teams, all right? Um, you know, a couple leagues, <clears throat> getting back to 500. So the season's not over yet. There's still plenty of fantasy football to be played, but we're not talking about fantasy football, all right? For some reason, we decided to talk about real football. That doesn't matter at all. Only fantasy football matters, Frank. You're right. But you keep telling me that we need to make our picks and, you know, we got to talk about the actual NFL so people listen to how, how smart we sound. And it's just like, get the fuck out of here. Um, we have a lot to get to, Frank, because yeah. for those that don't know, Frank did mention it. Uh, see a little hardware on my finger now. All right. Because I got married, Frank. And I, I, you know, was not able, I guess I was, let's just say I was blessed to not have to watch Bears Packers. I, I didn't miss yeah. anything. Frank's, you know, he's texting me on Sunday. He's like, hey, don't worry about it. You can, you can, you can check it out later. You'll be fine. And uh, from that, I gathered it was the exact thing that we talked about. And so, Frank, if you'll give me the floor for a little bit, because you got a chance to kind of get your, your thoughts out about 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So. Um, I'm not going to keep, I'm not, I don't need 10 minutes, Frank. I need about five. <laughs> because everything that we talked about last week in terms of when we made our picks for Bears Packers, everything happened. Exactly everything we ha happened. We, we talked about how if they played conservative, if they tried to just run the ball, if they didn't push the ball downfield, they were going to lose. They were going to keep it close because the defense is good, and then Aaron Rodgers will do his thing, and he'll win the game, and they'll pull away late, and it'll look close in the box score, but as Bears fans – we all really know that it never was. And I think I saw a little bit of that from Bears fans because everyone kind of just seemed to accept what had happened. They were kind of just like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We've seen this. It, it's almost just like kind of just waiting, you know, playing the waiting game for him to just go away, for Aaron Rodgers to just go, get out, all right? And that may be the last game he played at Soldier Field. And it was the exact game we expected and the exact game he's played time and time again. And I'm glad that Bears fans aren't necessarily mad because this is kind of just what this ownership group, the coaching staff, the front office, it's kind of just what they've set up for us to just expect year in and year out. This is just this is what this franchise does. They don't yep. beat the Packers, even though they talk about how that's their number one mission. They beat bad teams, convince the fan base that maybe they're actually good. And then they hang out, they hang on with, with pretty good teams, but never really beat them. Maybe every now and then they do to kind of, you know, fuel that thought process a little bit more that this is different. This team is different. They're, they're better than, you know, they're better than last year or some shit like that. And then when they play the really good teams, they get their asses kicked and they lose and they look like losers. And then Matt Nagy's talking about, well, we got to figure out why this happened. And it's like, how many more times do you have to say that, Matt? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, we're, we're done. We're done here. Let's, let's call it a day. Stop making your fans watch this trash and stop wasting Justin Fields time and stop ruining his development by not giving him the tools that he needs to be successful in this league. I mean, I, it, again, it, it's it's exactly what we expected. We've seen the stagnation of J Justin Fields and his progress. Um, 
I, I don't think he's getting better week to week. And that's really disappointing because he's a guy that could change this back into a rivalry. Because Frank said it, said it last week. It's not a rivalry anymore. And I think Bears fans' reactions prove that. Not at the game, of course. Flipping him off, I, I thought that was pretty funny. And then him yeah. saying, I own you. That was also pretty funny. But I think them just not being super mad and, and Packers, like, it, it, it's just not, it's not fun to interact with Packers fans anymore because there's nothing to say. There's just like, yep, yeah, you beat us again. No, I <laughs> That's know. It. If, if I can just sort of respond to some of that, oh, and it, really, it, it sort of intertwines with the, the couple of points that I had. So one of the things, just like you said, we called what this game was, was going to be. And, you know, we got a YouTube comment that, that said, you know, how they played or what they did didn't matter. The bears are not good enough to beat the Packers. And then he goes on this long soliloquy of like, until we get real football, which the rest of it, I totally agree with. He's like, until we get real football people in here, it's that same guy. It's Ted Phillips at the top. We can't rely to understand, get that. But I think people, and I just wanted to clarify this in case we didn't, because I thought we did, but apparently we didn't. It's not to say we were going to beat the Packers. It was just like, try something different. If we're going to lose, let us lose in a shootout fashion that's entertaining. Well, let's get out there. Because, and that also adds into the, to your comment of you don't feel like you've seen Justin Fields progress from week to week. And my thing is, well, you're, you're not wrong, but what I'm about to say, I, I said that to say, I'm not like, I'm not uh, going against what you're saying, but what we know is that progress isn't linear at this, at this level. Progress is you opening things up and letting him learn. What, what is he going to get out of this? I mean, this is like legitimately a lost season at this point. What is yep. he getting out of this? Yeah. What like, because again, the one thing that we talked about with Justin Fields was that just look at how much more comfortable he is than Mitch Trubisky back there. He's been in these situations before, and that hasn't changed for me. His demeanor, his ability to like just he doesn't look lost out there. He doesn't seem like panicky. Every now and then you'll get that. He's a rookie. If there's pressure a little too early than he's used to, that's gonna happen. But like generally speaking, it's like I've been here before. I'm a professional quarterback. That's the vibe you get when you watch him play. But this play calling that has been better under Bill Lazor, unfortunately, it's not saying much. But and then the playbook and like just the offensive philosophy, it's like, what are you helping this kid do to progress? What what do you and and it goes, you know, you, we, we've said this before on the podcast. We've said this before in phone conversations. And, and, and to your point, it's like. Why is Nagy still here? What was the point of this year? Because he's looking at this year like, oh, I can, you know, if I just win eight games again, or if I just sneak us into the playoffs, like we need to win, win, win. And that's why we brought up the play style a couple of weeks ago and like being disappointed in the way, what, what they did against Oakland. Uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas. Um, this team is good enough to win games like that. Yep. Sure. They can win eight games like that, possibly even nine, depending on who who's on the schedule on a given year. Because they have the defensive talent to keep things close, and and the offense may just make a play to to get that seventeen to sixteen victory, right? It's like, but what does that? This isn't the the nineties. This isn't the early two thousand. Like that that doesn't win. That doesn't get you deep into the playoffs. And that's like yeah. that's the whole point. So for me, like, you know, someone has to tell Nagy that Justin Fields throwing for twenty five hundred yards eight touchdowns and six interceptions. And this is just random numbers. This is what it looks like. He's going to, it's going to end and us winning eight games, nine games and sneaking in as the last team in that seven. They may even add an eight seed for us this year, Jack, and, and get us in there on Nickelodeon again. Uh, 
that's not good enough. No. Like it, 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 this would be a successful season if Justin Fields threw for like 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 15 picks. Cause you're like, you got something out of the kid. He's showing to he, his mind, he has, he legitimately has no idea. He thinks that if we just do the same thing we did last year, this is the same thing that we did last year, that that's going to save his job again. When it's like, and this is the point that you, you've always brought up. He was brought here to, to fix and progress Mitchell Trubisky and he never did that. Yep. And I feel like we're seeing the same thing. It's only a little bit different because I think Justin Fields is, is better than Mitch Trubisky probably ever was in his Bears tenure. You know what I mean? Like you just see it. It's it's that eye test thing. Um, but it's like, yeah, I mean, this is the same shit. And we called it. And it's like, that leads me into my next point that you brought up uh, about um, Aaron Rodgers with the, you know, I own you. How How can any Bears fan be emotionally invested enough in this team to let that bother them? Because it's true. Right. Jack, it's true. What yep. he he didn't get up there and say like you are like you're like he didn't like personally insult the fans that he was staring at. Said like you're dirty and you're ugly and you know whatever. Like that would have been like okay, dude. Like relax. Like you know these are human. He's right. We've beaten Aaron Rodgers like three times. Like we we don't beat this guy. He owns the Chicago Bears. We're moving to the suburbs. It's not because. You know, it's it's not because of any sort of leasing or they want to own. It's because Aaron Rodgers owns the city of Chicago. As a matter of fact, when Aaron Rodgers is done, he should open up a fucking restaurant downtown that says, I own Chicago. Come eat here and People just fucking won. and just serve up diarrhea, human diarrhea and make the Bears fans eat it every single week. Because that's what he does to us. And it's like, how, what, what you're mad at him. People are like, oh, and, and granted, it's a stupid call. I agree. Oh. You know, we get hit with the taunting call, but he gets to say, shut up, shut up. He's right. He, he, he owns it. Like, I, I don't get like, people are like mad about it. And then like, you get these guys like leaning up to the game and they're sharing the same tired ass picture of this fucking five-year-old in an Erlacher Jersey flipping off the Aaron Rodgers ad. You've seen it. We've all seen it in millions. Of, this isn't a rivalry, man. No. This isn't, this isn't like, what, what, what do we, what leg do we have to stand on? And like, I'm still seeing fans afterwards, like. They shared this Buccaneers meme where uh, it's like this little kid and like an older kid and the little kid is playing with these blocks and he's like putting one on top and like the bears are the blocks and it's like, I own you in quotes. And then Tom Brady's like, boy, good job. And it's like, Bears fans are like, yeah, Tom Brady owns it. Like, what the fuck? Have we, have we gotten that low that we want another team to own this? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like live in reality, dude. Like it, it's... But but that that's that's our whole problem, and this is what what people aren't where, where they're not connecting the dots. And we're talking about this play style. We're talking about the Bears not being good, but not being bad. It's that middling bullshit that we've dealt with our whole lives. And people eat this shit up. They're like, yeah, this is the year where we finally beat the Packers. And what <laughs> what is leading you to believe that? Yeah, no, it's and, it's, and our the, the best the, the thing, best man. year that we had under Matt Nagy. We beat this guy one time, and the offense yeah. didn't do a fucking thing. It was 24-17 to 17 on a wobbled leg Aaron Rodgers, the same wobbled leg guy who beat us in week one because he fucking owns us, and he came back from like a 21-3 to three deficit or whatever that was. It had like this guy beats the shit out of us every single year, and if I was him, I would have told, I, I told Chicago I own them much sooner than he did because he's had every right to do it for the past 10 years. 
And it's like people who are, are, are in hoopla about this, like you, you, something's wrong with you. It's just, it's just not, it's just not a rivalry. It's just not, it's just not because the bears don't consistently win. They don't win in Lambeau. They don't win at home. I mean, but they're not even Jack. They're not even consistently competitive. It's like, no, 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 sure, that's you can look problem. at box scores and like maybe we lost by four, but like watch the that's games the and you know we weren't that, in these games. Exactly. That's that's the problem is that they are competitive to the point where it, it it's still like it's not a blowout. It's just I, right. I would rather it be a blowout. Like that Thanksgiving game where they scored like what was it like 35 points by halftime or something? It's just like, all right, let's let's go home. Like it's it's just funny that the Bears are more concerned about running Khalil Herbert and getting him 97 rushing yards than they are uh, then more so than letting Justin Fields throw the ball 20 yards down the field more yeah. than three times. Like it's just their priorities are out of whack. Like they're just, and, and it's, it's because the bears are constantly in this limbo situation where it's the defense needs, it, it's ready to go. It's, it's win now defense, but the offense needs to catch up. And then the rare instance where the offense is, uh, fuck it, I'll say it's Super Bowl caliber with with Mark Trussman and and yeah. those boys and, and like the talent they had that was Super Bowl talent at the offensive side of the football. But then the, the defense, worst de- the worst defense in the league, Mel Tucker, who's <laughs> now just taken over Michigan State and absolutely revitalized that program. It's 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 interesting to watch that. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's just consistent. It's consistent. They're they're consistent in how 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 they lose and yeah. it's it's just. I, I just I don't know how I mean I guess I do kind of get it because it's the Bears, but I just don't get how Packers fans like how do they bring themselves up to that level like how do they it mentally get themselves in that space where they're like all right now it's time to shit like the day after it's like time to shit on Bears fans it's just like how is that fun anymore like it's it, yeah it's it's fun and it would be fun in the sense of like there was an accomplishment to it. But I feel like at this point, it's just like, and I, I get it. I do get it to this, to, to a point where it's just like, there are a lot of annoying Bears fans, but yeah. let's be honest. There's annoying fans on every, every single of course. team. Of course. So it's, it's, it's just pretty funny to me. Yeah. They just, they psych themselves up into thinking that Bears fans still think of this as like, <sighs> that, so that's up, man. I know. That, that's that's the pro- that, that's our biggest problem with the city's fans, and we've talked about this time and time. I'm not going to get into the whole soliloquy, but it's that blue collar bullshit, and that's exactly what this game was. I mean, you you had people. I, I remember like fans who would call in on radio stations uh, in the, in the Jay Cutler era, and they're like, you know what, this team's missing. Like in the '90s, we were three and thirteen, but goddamn it, you knew you played the Bears, and it's like you're real fucking proud of that, aren't you? That, that there was a big hit that game. That you know what. That 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 Bengals running back, he fucking knew. They like shut the fuck up, man. It, it, it's it, it's garbage. But um, there was one more point that I wanted to make before we can get to the picks, unless unless you had something before we get there, because something you said, and I can't remember what it was now, but it reminded me. I um. I've connected quite a few of the dots, and I'm sure you have too, with what's wrong with what well, one of the reasons that that Matt Nagy is really bad at his job, and he's a micromanager. One of the things that Justin Fields said when they asked him, how, why didn't you see uh, a wide open Allen Robinson in the back of the end zone on, on, on a certain play? It was like, a, a, he was like, he was never meant to be a read. Like he, he did, went on a hot rod on his own. Cause he recognized that that was open, but I was, the play was to never even look his way, literally not look his way. 
And it, it, it was either like, I think it was an RPO. It was either uh, a, a quick throw. It was like a quick slant or something or a quick static route or run the ball. But the defensive end made him make a quick decision and he wasn't meant to roll out. And that, that, that sort of, I asked, and this is before I even saw that quote, but I asked in my immediate reaction, I said, I, I feel like I'm seeing the same thing when it came to with Justin Fields to Mitch. He's hold like he he. This is was sort of his mo. He held the ball too much, but we also saw him run a lot in college. And I'm not seeing like, I think he's being coached to to hold the ball and like not run the ball just like Mitch was. And I'm I'm hearing things like that. Oh, I was the the play was never to even look. What? I, I I don't know very many offenses that like even an RPO play that are like even if this breaks down, don't look his way. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. And, and but but I, I mean you hear like Marquise Goodwin saying things like that. You've heard other players in the past say things like that, and it's like he he's a micromanager to the T. He thinks he's so smart that he can outthink and like I'm so smart that this is what the defense is going to do, and you only need to look at this one option or to like he, yeah, it, it's 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 bad, and, and that just goes Goodwin, back to our yeah. I'm sorry, I was I was just going to say. I mean Marquise Goodwin is how is he any different from from Marcus Wheaton? Or any of these other yeah. guys where it's just like the Demir Bird, like has Demir Bird caught more than three passes this season? He caught a screen pass against Green Bay for there we go. like a so half yard. Yeah. So that's his number one. Uh has he did he have more? Jimmy Graham has literally one catch this entire year. Not even he doesn't even play. Like he doesn't get targets or anything. Yeah. It's just and and we should have known. I mean, I guess we kind of always knew that he was Matt, Matt Nagy was more of a micromanager where it's if if your playbook takes four years, if your offense takes four years to implement that, there's too much, there, there's too much thought thinking going on. Like, yeah. it's just, it's too complex. Like these it's football, man. Like I, I get it. There are certain levels that you can do to kind of scheme guys open, but you, you shouldn't have to think overthink every single play. It should be as simple as, Listen, Justin, let's run this play. And if if you happen to look, if you see something and you see, look for an open guy, you know, make that read, see if, and just yeah. throw it there. Like, I mean, I'm, I think, I'm, I'm going to be real. I feel like, I feel like what you can do with someone like Justin, and you could have did a lot of this with, with Mitch too, but I think Justin is obviously the better athlete. It's like certain plays, if, if that's your one read, play backyard football after that and get on the same page with the say. other. Yeah. He's, it's, he's, it's, he's, he's I think there's going to be a point, let's say, let's call it week 12, maybe, where Justin is, you know, he's, he's kind of like, because there's there's that certain point of the season where rookies kind of pass that rookie wall and they stop playing like they're, you know, just new to the league because they've been doing it for, for a few games. And there's going to have to be a certain point where it's it starts to feel more natural for him. Like, he, we haven't really seen the Ohio State Justin Fields that confident quarterback. Like we obviously, I guess I shouldn't say that because you know after he makes certain throws, he's like kind of letting oh, yeah. his personality out a little bit more. But before that, during the play, it looks like he's thinking too much. Like that's and you know when we see the stuff where oh he's holding the ball too long, he's doing this. It's like all right, listen, he's still trying to make the reads. I'd rather him hold the ball longer than be like Mitch, where it's one read turn and run, get or hurt. Pan- like, or, or, or panic, yeah. Or panic, or look like Car- Carson Wentz earlier this yeah. year where he's just like, you know, throwing the ball all over the place. Um, but I want to see that a little bit more. I want to see some more of that, you know, and I think we will see that as, as honestly, as Matt Nagy starts to get phased out because I just don't think 
at, at a certain point this season, it seems like it's coming where it's just like you can only lose to Aaron Rodgers so many times and, and to, to good teams like that so many times before you're just like, this is it, man. Like they, there's nothing. We, we don't have anything left this year. We're not going to, you know, I'm not saying they're going to go on a six game losing streak again and then turn it around. I think if they hit a losing streak, I, I think that's it. I, I don't see how they really I, keep responding to this guy, yeah. man. He can't, I, he can't, if you're the defense, how do you not also want those deep shots? How do you not want the risk taking? Like I would rather them lose by 35 points and Justin Fields throw three or four picks, but at least they were trying to win. And that's, that's my biggest yeah. complaint with Matt Nagy is that he just doesn't play to win. He plays not to lose. 100%. And, and, and again, this is coming from an offensive genius that we were sold on. That, that That's the biggest thing. If this is like, if this was, um, you know, a, uh, why, why am I blanking on, uh, the the Jets who they hired um Robert uh Robert Salah. Said, this is Salah year one yeah. or you know you're yeah. like yeah it's gritty this is they're slowing the game down this is a defensive guy this that's not what we're sold man point blank and, and it's oh, oh oh and this is actually I lied this is the last stat that I wanted to bring up and it reminded me that because uh he is an offensive genius um these are his stats from his offense um since being here in 2018. He was the, the offense was 21st in yards per game, ninth in points per game, and that was the all time, you know, an all time great defense that shortened fields. 2019, he was 29th in yards per game, 29th in points per game. 2020, he was 26th in yards per game, 22nd in points per game. Through six games this year, he is 30th in both yards per game and points per game. I say, I mean, again, this try hard bullshit sneaking to the playoffs. That's not. If we were sneaking in the playoffs and we just had a high octane offense and the defense just sort of had to get it together, it is what it is. That's what we got. This is the guy we got. This is who we hired. But it's it's not who we hired. And 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 that's why, yeah. like, you know, you you've pointed quite a few times, like, yeah, we I know Frank, you don't like to touch on too much. We're gonna start having conversations about who we want to be the next coach sooner rather than later because, without the and, season being over, because this guy's a, a lame duck. It there it has yeah. to be. And and it's not, and it's not, it was never a reset for us. Like, like last no. year, I, I totally understood why you wanted to maybe hold off that conversation because you wanted to see that this is kind of like that final progression. You know, they have yeah. Nick Foles, they have Mitch Trubisky. This is like, this is the year you want to see that that final step forward where it's like this going into the season, it was never a reset, even no. with Justin Fields, because it's like happy that you got the player, but still not happy and, and don't feel confident that in the guy that can develop him. And I think it's just been everything, you know, that we were concerned about has been proven right. And it's just unfortunate. Yep. We'll talk a little bit more about the bears when we get to that Tampa Bay game. Cause this is uh correct me if I'm wrong. This is their first, um, this is, is, is no, no, no. They played, they played the, the Raiders at a later time. So this is not one of their, you know, not really prime time, but later games. Yep. Um, but it's just interesting that this is one of the late games with Tony Romo and Jim Nance, the 325 game in Tampa Bay. It's like kind of it's just kind of weird that it's not it's one of the later games, but whatever. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, Thursday night football, we have Denver at Cleveland. Frank, I'm not going to lie. I was doing a lot of my picks for this week and and this I didn't like a lot of these matchups. There, There's like. There's going to be a lot of bad football, I think, this week. This week, you know, we've had we've been we've been kind of lucky with the the six weeks so far. We've had some really good games. Um, I don't know 
if that's going to carry over this week. There, there may be some bad football. But with that being said, Denver at Cleveland. Uh, who, who are you going with in this one? <laughs> I'm I'm going Denver just because the Browns are missing both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And, you know, we kind of talked about in the fantasy portion, you know, Baker isn't exactly the most consistent. And this Denver defense, while it hasn't maybe been as good as we thought, they're not bad. And and I think, yeah, I'm going with the Broncos, but I'm not very confident about it. This is going to be a weird football game, I think. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to go with Cleveland uh, for like, I think the first time this year, um, just in the sense that. I think this is going to be like a six to three game. It might be. I, I think we're finally going to get like one of those just defensive slugfests that we've been predicting. I think it's this is going to be an ugly game. I just I agree. I think the, the Browns defense is going to step up um, and I'm sure we'll get like, you know, with Nick Chubb and, and you know, with with uh, Kareem Hunt being out, you're, you're kind of like, oh, you know, the Browns won't really run the ball that. But like there will be just a running back and Kevin Stefanski will get like. 78 total yards from him and and they'll score a touchdown or something like that like i just see that happening um then we go go into sunday kansas city at tennessee frank i was very close to breaking our 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 rule this week i didn't i went kansas city but i was very tempted to go tennessee here how about you did you did you break the rule no, I didn't break the rule. We're going we're going kansas city i mean the titans had one of those games that they sort of seem to have uh, over the last few years where it's like they're not supposed to win this game by any means, but Derrick Henry just puts the team on his back. I don't, I mean, he, he can still have a big game, but they're you eventually have to fight, you have to fight fire with fire against these guys. And and it's not going to, Ryan Tannehill isn't beating Patrick Mahomes. I I texted you a couple days, I think it was a couple weeks ago, asking you, you know, if Derrick Henry was one of the best running backs we've ever seen. And you were adamant that he is not. And well, I think, you know, you know what? I, I thought it, was, it was funny because I, I I was I had this exact conversation yesterday on Twitch while the game was happening because I, I was uh, I was live streaming and um, where can people it, find you on that live stream? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Frank Mags. Uh, it's, it's a good time. Um, but I, I think what he's one of the best pure runners I've seen. I think what holds me back from saying best running backs is I think of like Ladanian Tomlinson, who was just an all around. He maybe not is a downhill guy. As much as Derrick Henry, but like Damian Tomlinson was fucking fun. Now you think of like Adrian Peterson in his prime. But like that's on the Vikings. I, I think it just looks weird because Derrick Henry is so big. Like yeah. he, sh- he shouldn't be able to like that one run, his first touchdown the run. The 70 something yard run, yeah. Where, where he ran he ran like 21 miles an hour. It's like no, for, what are you, what are you phenomenal. supposed to do? Absolutely phenomenal. Once it's he hits insane. that second level, it's yeah. tough. But I, I'm also just thinking of, I mean, even like Guys that we, we weren't like, I mean, Barry Sanders, that, you know, being that elusive and having that sort of cut speed, he didn't have, and it's not to downplay him. He is, I mean, he's the best pure runner of this era. And I don't think it's very close, I should but it's say, like, yeah, it, it's, you think of like Priest were, Holmes and what he was doing. I mean, there were really good backs. I, I, I liken him more to like a Sean Alexander, really good downhill runner, but and phenomenal at that. But if you ask him to like catch the ball and do other things, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah, there. He, and I, I think he, that's what separates. Felt, I think he fell down on the screen pass last it was night. Bad. So, it was um, bad. but I, I was leaning Tennessee. I mean, first of all, it's rough on the schedule makers to give them Buffalo and Kansas city back to back weeks. That's, that's tough. That, that's tough. But Kansas city, man, like Pat Mahomes, I know his interception numbers are up, obviously, but I, I think it's more to do with him just trying to do way too much right now. And they're 
their defense is just not taking that step forward. I, I, I would not be surprised if Tennessee wins this game. That, that's all I'll say. I'm picking Kansas City, but I, I won't be surprised if Tennessee wins. Uh, Washington at Green Bay. I think it's fair to say you and I are both going Green, yeah, Green Bay in this one. There's no analysis needed there. Washington's defense is taking a step back, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, Frank, <laughs> I think it's time to stop for us to stop disrespecting Baltimore. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have to pick them pretty much every time here on out. I'm going Baltimore in this one. Maybe it's time for you to stop disrespecting them, but it's not time for me this week. No, I'm kidding. I'm going with the Ravens, too. I got the Ravens over the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it's, this could be a fun game, but... This should, I mean, if, if paper, we, if they, it should be the game of the week. If they do what they did to Justin Herbert and the Chargers last week, this... Yeah, that could was get bad. Ugly. Could get yeah, ugly that, was, that was really bad. Uh, Carolina at New York. You, you see what I'm, or excuse me, at the Giants. You see what I'm saying here, Frank, by some of these games might just yeah. get really ugly. Uh, I, I'm going to go Carolina, but I do not feel all that confident. But I, I can't pick the Giants. They have, they had to use Dante Pettis. They threw to him like 11 times or something. Like I know. Like, come on. I know. I, I'm, I'm going Panthers too. And it's like, if you're a Panthers fan, you're really hoping that this is a get right game for them. But this just feels like an ugly, like 20 to 17 win that the Giants just blow again. It, it, yeah, it's it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be a very uh, good game. Atlanta at Miami. Uh, Frank, I'm going to go Miami. I'm going to go Miami in this one. Um, I talked a, 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 about it a little on our fantasy podcast with Jalen Waddle being a must start. I think this offense is going to score points. Tua is still not very good, but I think... I think he can put up some numbers against the, the Atlanta defense. So I'm going to go with Miami um, just based off of their overall team that, you know, something that the, the Falcons can do. I think if the Falcons didn't hit that bye week, I, I, I probably would have gone them because they seem to get that offense going a little bit more. I know it was against the Jets, but like the Jets have a pretty solid defense. Um, but yeah, I, I it's it's going to be hard to, to not go with Miami in this one. How about you? Yeah, I mean, th- th- those are my exact thoughts. I'm, I'm going Miami. Uh, not exactly confident about it because their defense has sort of regressed as well. And if the Falcons can kind of keep doing what they were doing before the bye, um, I don't know if I trust. I don't know if I trust two in a shootout, but I don't think it's yeah. going to get to that in this game. And that's why I'm picking Miami. New York Jets at New England Patriots. <laughs> I, I'm i not going to lie, Frank. I, I, I struggled for this one for, for about a minute. I, about which direction I wanted to go, but ultimately I'm going again with Bill Belichick at home against the Jets. Let's just keep it simple. They should win this game, right? That's that's right where I'm at with it as well. And <laughs> Zach Wilson really hasn't shown much progression yeah. uh, for me. But but again, and this may be confirmation bias this early. This is who I thought that he was. I didn't think of anything and, you know, I think him and Mac Jones are both who we thought they were. Oh, 100%. Like, so, like someone was arguing with me, and he's like, yeah, like, you're crazy if you don't like Mac. And I'm like, no, I never said I disliked Mac Jones. This is exactly – I think this is his ceiling, the way he's playing right now. Yeah. And it's not that doesn't mean he's bad. I think he's going to be like that average system quarterback that if you put enough around him, you can have a really good team. Yep, agreed. Uh, Philadelphia at Las Vegas. Um, Frank, I went Las Vegas, but – I could see Philly winning this game, but I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with Vegas on this one. Should should I switch it? 
No, no, no. Pick them because I'm okay. not very confident. I, I picked the Eagles and I'm not very confident. Let's just both not be confident in our picks here. But yeah. I just think the Raiders had that. This happens. Sometimes it's the first game. Sometimes it's not. But it's like that interim. We're going to bring it together and get the boys here. It's going to be they, that run where they the had interim it. head coach wins six games. And, and, and then the team, they're like, all right, he got him on track. They bring him back. He gets fired then, in like four games. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I mean, we saw it with Freddie time. Kitchens. Yes, yeah, it happens all the time. It does. The the Freddie Kitchens one, I will say, I do understand because it was the it was like they wanted to keep him as the offensive coordinator because they liked what he was doing with with Baker Mayfield, and the only way to really keep him was to make him the head coach. You're not going to make him the interim head coach and then bring in someone else and he's going to go find another job, right? Like, because that head coach is going to want to bring in his own guys. So that one I, I did understand a little bit, but it happens every single year where they, they a coach will get fired midseason, they'll bring in the interim, he'll win like four or five really tough games, and then they'll be like, all right, you're our guy. And then the next year they fire him in like four games. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. But yeah, I just don't trust Jalen Hurts. That's 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 kind of where I'm going with with this. And this, this Raiders team, you know, Max Crosby, he's it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. And you know, Henry Ruggs is starting to come alive a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the easiest pick of the week for me: Detroit at the Rams. Rams, right? Rams yeah, all the way. No, no analysis needed. I, I'm going to pick the Lions and root for them eventually, but it's not going to. It can't be against the Rams. Especially not at home. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. <sighs> Chicago at Tampa Bay, Frank. Let's let's just get into this. Um, I mean, let's just throw it out there. We're both picking the Buccaneers. Let's just throw that right out yes. in front. There's yeah, no fucking I, shot we're picking the Bears in this game. So really, know, what I, what I want to do, Jack, and I, I hate yeah. to interrupt you, but this is where I want no, you to no, go, go with it, please. Yeah. Let's just can, – can we talk about – because good teams I'm not picking the Bears against. I, can we talk about just what we want to see out of this team and out of this offense? Uh you know, but Frank, from, that's from, the, from that's game the to game. Problem, and I'll, I'll let you go. And, but, you know, go, go ahead. But I'm just going to say, we're going to preface it with that's the problem. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I, I think I will be satisfied in this season when I see the Bears just trying new things offensively with Justin Fields and really opening things up. And I don't mean like open up the whole playbook. I get with the rookie, you you sort of ease it. That, that's normal. You see that you see that everywhere. I mean, you saw it with Justin Herbert last year, and then eventually they fully open it up for like four weeks. Like, okay, he can handle it all. Like this dude knows what he's doing. But it's like the big part of the problem, and I, I saved it for this specifically with that Packers game, is that you the offense didn't get in rhythm, not because of the play calling. It wasn't awful, but it's because we're taking 40, the full 40 seconds to get into the next play. Get into some high tempo stuff. Get into some pre-snap motion stuff. Like, give me. I mean, it's like, it's the blandish, driest. Like, let's just shorten the game as much as we can. Game plan, and and yeah, it. I I just want to see something different. Because again, Bill Lazor knows how to call plays to to make this offense be an NFL offense, like like a not an like a professional offense. But it's like, just open the damn thing. Like, do you really think we have a chance of beating Tom Brady in the box? Especially if we play that, like, play that way? Like, it's it's just one of those, like, who who is going to step up and just say, like, let's just throw our nuts on the table. And if we get blown out, we get blown out. And I, I sort of used, you know, Deontay Wilder as an example, uh, you know, at talk talking about that Packers game. Like, 
everyone knew Deontay wasn't going to win that fight, but he went out there and was like, I'm fucking going. He got a couple knockdowns. He's like, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose on my shield. That's how the Bears should be playing every single... I mean, we say what we will about the Eagles, but that's how they're fucking playing. Jalen Hurts is out there throwing it 40 times a game. Just, you know, he doesn't look that great, but it's like, they're just going for it. It it is what it is. They know they're not a great team. Let's just just get out there. and, And it's like, I just want that from from the Bears. Sure, Khalil Herbert looked awesome. He looks like a piece that we're going to want for the foreseeable future. But what what did that do for us this year? What did they do for us that week? It's just it's it's yeah. I don't have an in-depth analysis on it. I mean, the Buccaneers are going to beat us. They have a really good run defense. Their secondary is bad, but that just leads me to think that we're just going to play clock control again because we didn't take advantage of an injured, banged-up Packers. Yep. Uh, secondary. What at makes home. me think we're going to air it out against? At home. What makes me think we're going to air it out on, on the road against the Bucks? Yeah. And, and that's, and, and that was, uh, that was my preface, Frank. I think there's just such a disconnect between what we want to see and what we will see, because I think we've seen what we're going to see. We, we know it's going to be the same game. They have literally no one in that secondary right now for the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Matt Nagy will not take advantage because Frank go right back to it that's exactly what they'd expect Nagy to do so they're gonna run the ball of course, of 40 course. times a game that's that's what you were missing on that on that uh on that right. reaction pod um you know going solo that's what that's what you miss when I'm not there to to remind you that the Bears couldn't attack the Packers weak secondary because that's they what they would that. expect that to do so you gotta yeah. do something a little bit different you gotta keep them on their toes a little bit more you know you can't can't control the game that you want to control. You have to play to what they want you to do. Or is that really what they want you to do? Maybe because they think the Bears now know that they have to run the ball. Yeah. Now they'll pass. But what if that's what they expect? Right. We'll reverse, it's, reverse, reverse Jack, psychology. This thing, Matt Nagy may have mind control, <laughs> but I have brain control. Brain control. Yeah. Yep. And brain control trumps that. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's exactly what 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 we're, t- we're saying right now. It's just literally like I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Like, yeah, what, what we want to see is not what we will see. And it's just it's that simple. It's it's we've seen enough at this point to, to truly believe that Matt Nagy is who he is. He's not going to be you know, he's not going to take risks. He's going to run the T formation. He's going to make sure that we, you know, clock control, play defense, get those turnovers that just aren't happening because Eddie Jackson is playing out of position and he's just not very good. And he's Lance Briggs Briggs had missed tackles, though, Jack. Did you hear? Like, I just don't understand how Eddie Jackson, like, (laughs) he he gets it's so frustrating. Like we were talking earlier because there were reports coming out that. Uh, you know, Bears brass wasn't very happy with they, they think that the coaching staff just isn't making the best use of the roster. And while there may be some truth to that, there you, you can't just automatically just say, well, Ryan Pace is, is he's done an OK job, so he should get to stay. It's like you look at some of the guys that he signed and you see Khalil Herbert, a sixth round running back, put up a really good day. And you see that around the league all the time. And you have to ask Ryan Pace, why the why he paid Tariq Cohen three years, $15 million to do nothing. Like you just don't pay backup running backs. You just don't do that because you can replace them so easily. And it's, yeah. you know, it's just part of the business and it sucks for running backs. It sucks for their market, but that's just, that's, it's what it is. It's realistic. It is what it is. 
And it's the same thing with Eddie Jackson. Like, I just don't – I'm just not a believer in paying safeties either because yeah. they just don't have enough of an impact on a game on a consistent basis. Pass rushers, sure, of course. But safeties, I mean, unless they're like Ed Reed and, you know, Sean Taylor and they're, they're literal game-changing safeties. Like, Eddie Jackson was a nice player who had a nice season, and then Ryan Pace was like, all right, give him that money. It's like – yeah. But especially, you know what, though, especially when they haven't proven that they're just a product of the front seven and the pass rush. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- that's the worst yeah. time to pay them. Like, the, everyone or, or knew that year the strength. Other, yeah, yeah. Or even I mean, members but, but, of the secondary. And with, that's, with that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. It's I mean, we had the pass rush, but then we also had Prince of Mukamara balling out of his mind that year. Cal Fuller balling out of his mind that year. Like, you are quite literally the definition of a safety at that point because you're just – making sure no one gets behind you because everything in front of you is set. Yep. You're not you Troy Palomalu, man. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not Ed Reed. No. And, you're not and Sean Taylor. Rest in peace. And it's just like, interesting. It's like, I, I think, I think we're, you know, we're glad that he didn't obviously extend Allen Robinson because I think it's, it's probably just best for both. We have to go our to separate ways. <laughs> but it's just weird that he'll pay Tariq Cohen, but not, Allen Robinson. I'm sure part of it was the money that Allen Robinson was asking. Maybe Ryan Pace rightfully so identified that he's just not worth that amount yeah, of money, yeah. which, you know, good on him, but we still need, then he needs to have a plan of, of how to replace him when he does leave like that. It's a, and I just don't, I don't know if I feel confident that the Ryan Pace can, can do that. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. The, yeah. the Buccaneers are going to kick their asses. And I think this is going to be a revenge game of sorts for Bruce Arians. Uh, they obviously lost last year, and Tom Brady. Listen, for for Bears fans who you asked a great question, you're like, how can any Bears fan truthfully think that we can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And for those Bears fans who are saying, well, you know, they did it last year. Let's remember where the Buccaneers were at last year. They were yeah. still coming together as a full team, still getting used to playing with each other. It's completely different this year. Yeah, completely different. I just want to see like. The, the, the things that, that bother me when we talk about the, the clock control thing, this is my last point, is that it happened again against the Packers. We're down uh, 13 or, or, or 17, whatever it was, and we're still running the ball. And it's like, what like what are we what are we doing, dude? Like we're 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 playing the uh we're getting the shit kicked out of us by uh by the Bengals and you know, we're down twenty or whatever, and we're still running five yard curl routes. Like, dude, just go for it at that point. Like we're 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 losing this game. What what are we what are we, what are we doing, man? Like that, that's the whole thing because like, and, and this is the point that I made when we were on the phone. It's like, I realistically think what are the 32 teams in the NFL, if 28 of them coached and played the way that the bears have been playing super conservative, you're going to get yourself six or seven wins. Cause this is the elite level talent where if you manage it to that point where it's like, okay, we just need a couple calls to go our way. We need a little turnover here that can that can happen. There, there are the, the the bottom of the barrel teams. The Lions can't do that. They've tried it. They're not good. They just don't have talent. Most teams could coach that way and be coached that way and sneak into the playoffs. But it's yeah. like again, where does that get you? That doesn't get you anything. That that gets you a a, a a box score that looks close loss against good teams. It's just it's just interesting, and and we can move on from after after this. But it's just interesting to me that. You watch last night's game, the the Bills and the Titans, and and the Bills literally do not run the football. They yeah. they do not run the football, and yet Josh Allen still puts up numbers in the passing game because 
There are guys that are open. They scheme guys in correct places. They run interesting concepts. For the Bears, it's like every time they, they, they run a pass play, it looks challenging. It looks like there's just like it, – it, it's almost like a gift if they're able to complete a pass. And it's just yeah. like I think it just shows you how far away they are from being an elite football team on the offensive side of the ball. And they, I, they have – they have good players. They have some good quality players. They have a good quarterback who I think could develop into a really good quarterback, if not a great quarterback. But it's just not it's just not there with Nagy. It just isn't. And and it's Frank, this this could be it. Depending on how they lose this game, I, I think this could be it. I think this could be the end of Matt Nagy. Now I I'm not saying he'll get fired. I I'm not but saying like that, but the writing would be on the wall. I, I think at that point you're just kind of so. going around for the rest of the season. So let's go ahead and move on. Houston at Arizona. Arizona, I don't think they're going to take their first loss of the year. Right, Frank? Arizona Agreed. all the way? Yeah, okay. Cardinals all the way. Sunday night football. Uh, man, Colts are getting a little, little primetime love. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, Indy at San Francisco. Frank, I'm going Indy. I'm going Indy in this one. Um I just like what I've seen from Carson Wentz. I think they've been they've been playing a lot better. Jonathan Taylor's obviously getting heavily involved here. Hate to see the Paris Campbell news uh, for fantasy purposes and for just as a Colts fan. It's just like catches a touchdown and gets hurt season ending. Like, what are the yeah. chances that he would have back to back seasons with just season ending injuries? It's just I mean, it just. It reminds me of Mike Brown. It came to a point in his career when it was like, if he made a play that week, it's like, okay, he's out for the season now. Like, yeah. it just you just know it's going to happen. I, I I remember this, like, in his final season, maybe it was the season before his final season with us, he caught a pick six, and I was like, oh, that's it. He's done. It's yeah. just, it just what his career – and I, like, said it in jest. Like, I was completely kidding, and then sure enough, after the game, it's like, oh, he tore something. I was like, oh, no. Like, that was a fucking joke, man. Like, you weren't yeah. really you weren't really supposed to supposed to get hurt out there. And, yeah, it's it, it's it sucks, man. Are you uh, you going San Francisco? Um, I'm going San Francisco, yeah. Um, Only for two reasons. One, because I like San Francisco. But two, it's because I've been picking against the Colts the last few weeks and they've looked better. So it's for your sake. Hopefully they just continue to prove me wrong. (laughs) If only they'd beaten Baltimore. Uh, uh, That's the Sunday night game, Monday night football. Uh, I think we're fucking atrocious. New Orleans at Seattle. I'm going New Orleans, Frank. I just you can't pick Geno Smith to to win a football. No, game. This is not. no, no, no. I mean, say what you will about Jameis, but he's looked. I mean, we've seen Geno win on their teams in the past. He's just not. He, he's not awful, but he certainly isn't good. My my question for for this game, game on being on Monday night, it's like, what's what's the storyline of this game? Like, I'm glad because, there isn't one. I, I'm gonna be real. I'm glad that there isn't one. I no, get so it, sick of it. I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's typically how they pick those yeah, those yeah, primetime yeah. games. It's not, you know, usually it, it will be, like, the best teams, of course. But usually they have, like, some sort of some sort of storyline going into it. And I just don't, I just don't see the, th- I guess I don't really see it from Indy and San Francisco either, if I'm being yeah. completely honest with you. But, uh, yeah, this is just going to be an ugly game. It's I just agree. and and I, I think it's we're still a couple weeks out from the Manning cast coming back for some reason. They just decided not to be on that Monday night football broadcast is just it's just bad. It's just Steve Levy. I know we've talked about he's this awful, before. Dude, I, he's I just can't. not good. Greasy, he's just not good either. It's just it's it's a rough product. Um on the bye, 
uh, it is we have the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Chargers. Um, we have the Bills, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. So uh, six teams starting to get into those bye weeks uh, for, for most teams. But that'll do it from this edition of the Corked Up Podcast, NFL Week 7. Our picks are locked and loaded, ready to go. Uh, Frank, I just I don't know if I'm going to be mad about the Bears anymore this year. I think I'm just at the point where I'm just – we're just yeah, going mean, to accept you, what happens. Yeah, I'm not emotionally invested at all. We know what this what this is, and we call – I mean, you didn't even watch the Packers game, and you watched the Packers game. Yeah. You saw it, and you didn't see it. I saw it, and I didn't see it. Yeah, it's I, it's come to that. It, it, it's really come to that, where there just isn't that hope of of maybe they'll get it. To, it's it's not. This, this regime is done. Yeah. And it is what it is. So, like Jack said, thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe. We're everywhere. YouTube, you can watch the video. If not, you just want the audio. That's up. Spotify, iTunes, really everywhere. Um, appreciate you all for listening. Jackie, it has been a pleasure. I will talk to you after the, the, the Bucks beat the shit out of us. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I'll talk to you later, Frankie.